Good morning, Bonavista Baptist Church. Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't know if you're listening to this on Christmas Day or maybe at a later time. Uh, Samuel and I are alone in the sanctuary on Christmas Day filming this. No, I'm just kidding. We're, uh, we're filming this the Thursday before Christmas, so you don't have to feel bad for us. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to share um, the Christmas story with you this morning. Um, and I know it's kind of cheesy, uh, but the reason why we celebrate Christmas is Jesus' birth. We say that a lot as, uh, as Christians, but that's why, we're, that's why we celebrate Christmas. So um, I would like to share with you today the greatest gift of all. Um, and honestly, that's Jesus made the move for you. While preparing for his journey um, to earth, you were on his mind. Um, and that's the amazing thing about Christmas. God came to earth to be with us. Uh, Jesus didn't just move into his ancient home. Um, he also wants to move into your heart. And that's the miracle of Christmas. God stepped down from heaven to walk into your life. And there's no greater gift than that. And I just summed up my entire sermon so you can stop watching right now if you want. Um, but I hope you do listen to the rest of it if you have time this morning. Um, so I want to start my, uh, my talk off with a little story. And if my parents listen to this um, story, uh, it's probably embarrassing for them every time that I tell this story. And they probably will listen to this. Um, so sorry, parents, but I got to tell this story. So when I was about 11 years old, I think 11 or 12, I might not have my age 100% correct, but I was young. And I... Um, you know, as a kid, you get really excited for gifts at Christmas. And the way my family used to do Christmas, they would give, we would get quite a few gifts and then we would get one big gift. And the big gift was always something awesome and exciting. So I was excited for this big gift. So I open all my little presents, they were awesome. Um, and I come to this big gift and I open it up and what do I get but a pair of snow boots. And in Calgary, snow boots are very practical but as an 11-year-old child, um, I was very disappointed. And I was like, are you kidding me? This, this is what I get, this is my big gift. Um, and if I got those snow boots today, the older I get, the more practical gifts, the better. Um, but back then, I was upset. And my parents and I laugh about it now, but I'm sure it sucked for them at the time. So I was upset about getting these snow boots. And even though I was raised Christian, grew up in a Christian home with awesome parents, I still got caught up and I still do to this day um, get caught up in just the, the commercialized, gift-giving, gift-receiving, um, money, stress uh, of Christmas time. And I think uh, we, we all kind of fall into, um, in the holiday season, we fall into this moment um, or moments of stress. Um, you know, are we getting the right gifts? How much money do I have to spend? Maybe I'm hanging out with family that I don't like. Um, I have to see these people, talk about the weather, talk about my job. Um, there's a lot of reasons um, around Christmas time and the holiday season that make, um, that make it not so peaceful. And we celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas, um, and he's the Prince of Peace, but sometimes Christmas is anything but peaceful. Um, so I wanna just kinda try and bring us back this morning to the authentic meaning of Christmas, and hopefully that gives us um, encouragement and hope, um, yeah, for this season. But yeah, when you visit a shopping mall, you know, if people do that still, when you shop online, uh, when you go on your Instagram feed, um, you'll see something staggering and we all see it and we're used to it now. But Christmas, 
uh, has morphed into the most commercialized holiday in the world. Um, it's big business, which makes sense. Like, it's easy. It's easy to make money. Um, and companies here in Canada, I think they actually start the Christmas season, they start getting ready for it around Halloween now, which is crazy. I can get eggnog, which is my favorite drink, by the way. I can get eggnog um, on Canadian Thanksgiving. And I associate eggnog with Christmas. So that's how early Christmas starts here in Canada. Um, and why does it start that early? Because businesses can make a lot of money, and they do make a lot of money. Um, on average, I read this stat, it might not be true, but I think it is, it's probably higher now. But on average, a Canadian consumer will, will nearly triple their shopping budgets during December. And that doesn't include people that buy their spouse a giant car with a bow on it. I don't think that actually happens, but I see it in car commercials all the time. Um, how come I never got a car? I got snow boots. But, at, but actually though, we, uh, we spend a lot um, at Christmas and sometimes our focus um, is on giving gifts, money, receiving gifts, um, and the stress that comes with all of that, among many other reasons why the holiday season can be anything but peaceful. Um, and while, the, while there's nothing wrong with like a really nicely wrapped gift with a bow, um, presents should not be the primary focus of Christmas. Um, and I'm going into like some cliche Christianese sayings, but that's not the reason why we celebrate this season. Um, Jesus is the reason. I can't believe I just said that. But as Christians, um, I think it's important sometimes to ground ourselves uh, in a familiar story, sometimes too familiar, um, on this Christmas day. So I would like to read um, from Luke chapter 2. So if you can open your Bibles at home, um, Luke chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 8 and go to verse 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at, at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Um, I don't know about... Uh, I don't know a whole lot about shepherds, actually. I was never a shepherd. We don't really have shepherds here. Um, well, I mean, we do, but not in Calgary. So uh, <clears throat> I imagine shepherds were likely, these shepherds were likely gathered around a campfire. Maybe they're swapping, swapping shepherd stories um, to pass the time. I don't know what kind of stories you would swap, like how many lions have you had to fight off? How many coyotes, coyotes have you had to beat off with a stick? Um, you know, how many sheep have you had to save? But I imagine their jobs were kind of tedious. Um, they probably spent all night and day survey, surveying hillsides spotted with white little balls of wool. And I don't think sheep are a very exciting animal. Um, they don't really do anything. So they probably just watch them meander from one spot to another. And I think probably the most exciting thing um, that happens to shepherds is probably fighting off a coyote or, um, you know, rescuing a stuck sheep or finding a lost sheep, something along those lines. But I met, their boredom was about to be interrupted um, when a legion of, legion of angels filled the sky with a supernatural spectacle. The heavenly host announced, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. Um, and I imagine they were probably, well, they were terrified. It says that in 
the Bible, but I imagine they were probably like, is this real? Am I dreaming? Um, And they weren't dreaming. Angels filled the sky to deliver a message and a gift. And that's what I want to focus on today. It's the same message that we can believe in and that we um, should realize today um, in our day and age. So I want to focus on um, this little single preposition. I took English class, and I think I'm correct. Um, I actually did better in English than most other subjects. But there's this single preposition in what the angels say um, that brings me to my first point. Jesus is God's gift to you. Um, Jesus wasn't just born. He was born for you. So if we look at the angelic word choice, Jesus wasn't just born. He was born to you. God sent Jesus as a gift for his people. Um, And baby Jesus uh, was swaddled in cloth, lying in a manger, but he may have well been wrapped in Christmas paper. Jesus is the perfect gift for the shepherds. He's the perfect gift for you. He's the perfect gift for me. And he's the perfect gift for the world. And how is Jesus a gift? He embodies our God to get intimate with us. We have a familiarity with this story and we hear it all the time, especially if we grew up in church. And I think that sometimes makes us forget or ignore, or we don't really feel the power anymore of what this means in our day-to-day life or what this means for our world today. Um, Jesus represents grace you don't deserve, mercy you didn't earn, love you cannot fathom, and power you can't comprehend. That's what the birth of Jesus represents. That is the gift that God gives to you, just like the angels said to these shepherds. Um, why Why is the birth of Jesus so important? It's because he reveals God's true character to mankind. He would show us how to truly live and love like God does. As we read through the Gospels, he grows up. He shows us how to truly live and love like God does. He would eventually die on the cross for our sins and rise on the third day, defeating sin and death forever for us. That is why the angel said, we bring good news, a message of hope to you, to me, to the world. That is the gift of Christmas. And that's what the birth of Jesus represents. Um, And that, I think we can forget that. And I would like to just bring us back to that and ground us in that as we continue on. Um, I also want to focus on verse 12, when the angels say, we will be assigned to you, it will be assigned to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. That brings me to my second point. Jesus is a sign. You know, calling something a sign today, I don't think has the same meaning that it maybe had in ancient Palestine. Um, But then, back then, um, that would have made Jewish ears perk up because signs were a pivotal part of their religious tradition. People prayed for signs. Miracles were signs. Manifestations were signs. Prophetic words were signs. So what is a sign? What does it do? Um, A sign points you to something. And Jesus does the same thing. He points us to something greater. Um, You know, like in Calgary, you're driving down Deerfoot, you see, you know, bridge icy when wet sign. Or maybe you're driving out to Banff, there's a deer crossing, danger ahead. Those are signs. And in the same way, Jesus is a sign that points us to something. His arrival pointed to God, you know, like a flashing billboard on the side of the road. Good things are coming. 
is the message of Jesus. Good things are coming. You won't believe what's ahead of you. That's the sign. Jesus signaled great things coming, and this filled the shepherds with hope, um, and it should do the same for us today. Because maybe life sucks right now. Um, maybe we're going through a really hard time, you know, in, in our job, maybe in our marriage, with our friends or family, or who knows what's going on in our life. But I know that sometimes, yeah, life's not always the greatest. But what Jesus um, signals for us is that things will get better. Um, and that God loves us and cares about us. Look at Christ's birth for what it is, a sign that things will get better, a sign that God cares about you and me, a sign that God loves you and me. God's providence started with God's presence. Jesus stepped down to earth. And then my third and last point, um, Jesus is right here. Uh, you know, we've said it before, but it's worth repeating. Christmas is not about presents. It's about God's presence. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> um, that's cheesy, but it's true. Um, the God of the universe, I like to think of it this way, and maybe you can imagine this scene with me. Maybe close your eyes at home, imagine this scene. But the God of the universe packed a holy U-Haul and he moved into your neighborhood. So imagine you look out your window, um, you see God. I don't know what God looks like, um, something crazy. But you see God, you know, he's moving into his house in your neighborhood. And being a good neighbor, he comes over to your house and he brings gifts. He's got all these boxes of gifts and they're labeled grace, love, mercy, salvation, comfort, peace. We could go on and on, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, But Jesus, God, is right there in front of you, at your door. And that's honestly what Jesus did. Jesus came down from heaven to step into our neighborhood. Um, he left streets of gold for dusty roads. He left heaven to live in poverty. He left his father to move into a house with some guy named Joseph, who probably expected him to build things all day as a good carpenter does. Um, compared to heaven, I imagine earth probably wasn't the greatest thing, right? Especially where he landed maybe. And at the time he was born, Christ dealt with, I imagine he dealt with splinters, probably ran into some snakes and scorpions. Um, he had all the same things that we went through. He goes through hunger. Um, he gets tired. You know, he went through temptation just like we do. And he stepped out of his heavenly realm and stepped down to earth to experience those things um, for us. Jesus made the move for you and me. While preparing for his journey, I like to think, um, and I believe this, that we were on his mind. When, um, when Jesus stepped down from heaven, I think we were on his mind. Um, and that's the amazing thing about Christmas, and that's the amazing thing about the birth of Jesus. God came to earth to be with us. Jesus didn't just move into his ancient home. He also wants to move into your heart. God stepped down from heaven to walk into your life. And there's no greater gift than that. Um, and that's really what I want to draw our attention to on this Christmas day. We say it a lot, but it's powerful and it's huge and it has so much meaning. Um, it should be encouraging to us. It should give us hope, but it should also um, motivate us to love and live like Jesus. 
So at the, at the end here of my sermon, I kind of want to step into this. Um, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's hope-giving. It's encouraging to us, but it also calls us to something greater. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we are called to love and live like Jesus. Um, and what does that mean? We read all throughout the Gospels what, how Jesus loved people, how he lived, um, and we celebrate his birth, but we're also called to live as he lived and love like he loved. So I would like to read two passages from the New Testament, um, and then I want to end with a quote that hopefully um, inspires us and motivates us to live like Jesus. So first, I would like to read Philippians 2. Um, this is a pretty common passage. You most likely know it. Um, and we're going to start in verse 6. Philippians 2, verse 6 to 8. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus left heaven um, for us. That's the beautiful thing about Christmas. Um, and we could go on in that passage, but I would like to read um, also from Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to read verses 14 to 16. Um, and this, I hope, is an encouragement and hope to you as well. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Um, why is the birth of Jesus so important? It's because God stepped down from heaven, just like it says in Philippians 2. Um, he left the privileges he had in heaven, stepped down to earth to walk into your life. And we can live with confidence, hope, and firmly believe that today. And I hope that encourages you. Um, and that's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. But we also celebrate the birth of Jesus because I think it calls us to a greater way to live. So I would like to end my sermon today with this quote. And I hope it motivates us um, as we go into the rest of this holiday season. And this is from a scholar named Esau Macaulay. You may have heard of him. But he says this about the Christmas story. If the Christmas story reveals anything, it shows that God chose weakness and vulnerability as a means of calming the fears of a troubled world. That same weakness reappeared during the crucifixion when Jesus chose to love his enemies to the end rather than take vengeance upon them. Christmas and Christ is the antithesis of that retrib retributive way of carrying on and is pacifist at its core. If we attend to the story well, we will celebrate the virgin birth as a revelation of how God visits his people. In a world drunk on power and vitriol, maybe the way Christians can gain a hearing is not through shouting ever more loudly, but through the alluring babble of the Christ child. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we, um, yeah, we come before your throne uh, today on Christmas, and we, we think back in history um, to the greatest gift that we ever received.
um, and that is your son. And Lord, we thank you for sending your son um, to earth, born as a man, um, suffering all the same things and going through all the same things that we go through, Lord. Um, And because of that, Jesus relates to us and we can find confidence and hope in our great high priest. And Lord, um, we can't thank you enough for this gift of Jesus and what that means for our life. Um, And Lord, we also think of how um, you call us to live and how you... Jesus shows us um, who you truly are and how you care and love for people. And Lord, I pray that as we um, go into the coming days in these maybe a little bit stressful, not peaceful times, Lord, I pray that um, you would motivate us uh, to love and live like your son, Jesus. And we pray this in your name. Amen.